Hello and welcome to episode 152 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. Good, good, we are getting back. Getting ready for some heat. Mm, yes, it's getting very, very hot. <laughs> um, I am melting. Yeah, this is this is what the British are like. We complain about it all the time. As soon as it gets a little bit hot, we just all lose Correct, our minds. Um, We're just so ill-equipped, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, we burn very easily. Um but yeah, the, the the summer is here, and we've got a nice summertime thing to talk about this week. Not a movie, um, not Midsummer, as much as we'd love to talk about that again. Um, we've got no, something else tasty, though. Yeah, some, a nice little TV show. You may have heard of it. Hopefully, I'm assuming everyone that's listening to this has probably already seen all of it. Yeah, it's um, like, what was it, like 50 million people or something? Something ridiculous, already. yeah. It broke like Netflix's records, according to them, as always. Um, but yeah. they've what, they've never done anything for us to not distrust them, have they? Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Very exciting. Obviously, huge fans of the first two seasons, as we've discussed previously on the show. Um and we thought now is the time to dedicate a show to it. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be awesome. We've talked like um, on and off about Stranger Things, but it's time. It's time yeah. to deep dive. Yeah, we kind of had like we've obviously done some few a few TV shows already this year, and it's not going to be the last either because there is so much exciting TV stuff at the minute and stuff like The Haunting of Hill House, where it's, it's very hard to just bung it on to the end of an episode and have this really in-depth discussion um, about an awesome TV show. We might, we might um, need to delve into my deep want to buy lego stranger things at some point nice we'll see. We'll yeah see. they they just go all out with the merch it's proper oh, insane so it's so good. cool um but yeah but first there is some very interesting news this week um it obviously it was comic-con as well I was ongoing. um so a lot of this stuff is coming out of comic-con so just assume that it is pretty much um and there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to talk about. there's a couple of things we might talk about at the end as well that aren't strictly horror but i thought were quite interesting um but first we need to start with the biggest horror news some of this stuff's proper crazy as well um we discussed a rumor last week regarding the Halloween franchise, um, which turned out to be half true, as we pretty much assumed it would be. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the half that seemed realistic and not the yeah. half that seemed absolutely farcical. Exactly. So last week we talked about that the rumor was that David Gordon Green was going to return to direct not one, but two sequels back to back for Halloween. They were going to film them at the same time and then they were going to release them. They said either in the same month or consecutive months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um which, as we said at the time, was ridiculous um, because there really isn't hardly anything. Like, I, I always think back to The Matrix because that's like the only one that did it where they had Reloaded and Revolutions in the same calendar year. They both came out in 2003. Because yeah. um, obviously a lot of what films... Time talk- to be alive. Yeah, we talk about it whether it's like Lord of the Rings and a lot of these Marvel ones. They do film stuff at the same time, like The Hobbit and stuff. But obviously, they always give it at least a year or so. Um, so it would be mad to release it within a few months. But yeah, Matrix did it. And, and it definitely didn't pan out for them, I don't think. Either, no. Especially because Revolutions didn't do anywhere near as good as they thought it was going to do. Um, but yeah, bringing this back to Halloween, obviously. So the, the actual fact of the matter now, as confirmed by one John Carpenter himself on Twitter... Um, is that we will be getting back-to-back Halloween movies, but spaced a year apart. Um, as we Which discussed, is sensible. As we discussed last <laughs> week, why would you release a Halloween movie not in October? Because um, they're not going to screw this film like they did Rob Zombie. Um, so yeah, October 2020 and October 2021, we're going to get Halloween wait. Kills and Halloween mm. Ends. Um, yeah. There's more news here, but I just want to take a moment. What do you think of these titles? I, I don't know. <laughs> Just no. Do you think like, they're going to change them? They have to. Uh, they won't. Um, because they're fucking awful, aren't they? But they're they're awful. Halloween like, kills. I don't know which one I hate more. Because... <laughs> 
I, on on the face of it, I hate Halloween Kills more than anything I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but then I thought Gone was the time that they would call these franchises that never die end final mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm like, really? Have we not already had like a Halloween that's called that? I guess we probably haven't at this point like yeah. halloween maybe the only one that hasn't had like a definitive end one yeah, we had like, like the return of michael you know, myers didn't we freddy's dead the final nightmare really guys really yeah. is that what we're gonna go with like jason goes to hell <laughs> um well there was there was the final chapter that was number four yeah yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, so same with jigsaw well, like, yeah like um, but yeah I, I hate both the working titles and i just hope that they are working titles um yeah, it's really bizarre. Like, yeah, I don't I, think they are. I think they will stick with them. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Halloween Kills to me just makes no sense as a title. Yeah. Um, Halloween Ends is also awful, but it, I think it's very much this kind of we live in a post endgame world now where everyone is trying to capitalize on there being an end point. Um, mm. You know, we live in a world where film and films and TV shows just go on forever. And I think audiences have slowly started to cotton on to that. And so even The Walking Dead ended, man. He, he, has it? <laughs> the comic book. Oh, yeah. The comic book did. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, which is mental. But of course, the, the shows and the upcoming films for The Walking Dead are still going strong. Um, womp, womp. But uh, yeah, like I definitely see this as like, a, oh, what well, Endgame, you know, and did all this because like you saw the marketing for the new X-Men movie. They're like, see the end of the conclusion. And then even the we'll get to it in an upcoming news story. But the, the latest, uh, the first it trailer as well, chapter two mm. and the latest one, it's very much like see the end of it. And it's like it's a it's a two part story. Like, yeah, I'm really excited side for that movie but don't try and sell it as this epic conclusion no it's a really it's not... interesting point that obviously end game did such a good job of that and they're trying to make it seem like they're building something and like mm. you know this is almost like the 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 mcu attempt here like here is the halloween franchise we've got our we've got our next two-year plan yeah and we've got our definitive end but i i hate everything about that but do i want more michael myers hell yeah i want more michael myers um what about the fact that you're gonna be getting, i was gonna yeah, say so jamie lee curtis <laughs> is confirmed to star as well as david yeah. is uh, gonna be directing both of them and they said that john is involved they haven't confirmed yet what he's doing mm-hmm. but we would assume he's doing the score again like he did for the previous film i haven't got a problem with jamie lee curtis being in the movies as far as like her and acting and everything else i just think laurie strode at this point is such uh like just figurehead character that the movie has to center around and Mm. i want it to center around michael like at this point um like can you kill her and if even if you do kill her is it remotely impactful because like it's not for me because they've already done it (laughs) exactly that's what i mean like they've already done it in the worst possible way so like Mm. after all this time if it hadn't been done it would be super impactful but at this point i don't really care I just don't really want her to be the the driving force of these movies. I want Michael just, I want Michael on the street at Halloween just going nuts, like mm. we got for like a good fifteen minutes in the in the remake. Yeah, I think the fact that there is, you know, the next one is the middle chapter. I think that's the most likely because that's where they can have the most fun. And I mean, they've called it Halloween Kills. Like, yeah, if we don't get a lot of kills in this movie, then I'm going to be disappointed. Like this, t- this would be the one where you you let you know Laurie Strode take a backseat, and you kind of. I, I like the fact that we're going to see at least some of the threads that they created in the previous movie expanded upon. Obviously, there's like a very big tease with her door at the end of that movie, um, and so the fact that it does seem like they maybe had a plan for that is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, what about if halloween kills is just like a soft re- reboot of uh, season of the witch and then 
then Michael yeah. returns and Halloween ends. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, you know, we have got some, uh, you know, Halloween season of the witch has got all this new merch that came out of Comic-Con. So, mm. <laughs> you know, all those sweet figures. I think the title would actually make sense as well for that movie. Um, you're clutching, but, uh, bro. You're clutching. <laughs> I have to with this. Cause yeah, this is a weird one. Um, mm. And it's only going to get weirder. Like, I just need to move on to this next news story because I'm staring at it right now and it still blows my mind. Um, and it I don't even know if, if you've seen this because it happened mere, le- probably in the last couple of hours. Um, oh, I don't think I know then. I've I've been like, you know, oh, doing non-horror stuff, man. Ridiculous. Like, hit me. Hit me in the face. Well, it's to do with the next Saw movie. And um, we said last week, oh, isn't it crazy how we're going to be having a big Halloween movie going up against a big Saw movie? And they both feel like big deals. It's Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Of course, that's going to be a big deal. Um, well, it turns out that Lionsgate have realized their mistakes um, in, in the most obvious kind of tail between their legs move that I've ever seen. And we see this a lot in video games. You don't really see this as much with films because it's such a bitch move, especially when it comes to two competing horror franchises. Um but but saw the upcoming uh, installment which was scheduled for october 23rd 2020 has now been moved forward to may 15th 2020 <laughs> wow so less than a year we're going to be seeing a new saw movie now that's mad that's that that is nothing but bad signs like this film cannot be ahead of schedule already <laughs> no so like that means at this point they've just said oh yeah you know that six month post that you had yeah you don't have it anymore yeah like how about how about six days post like it's um that's it's massive worry that is and the thing is i've been seeing people trying to spin this and like i get it like i always i want to be positive about everything and and the fact that i'm already seeing people saying like well actually you know this is in line with them saying that they're reinventing it and they're doing something different and you know they've never done this and i'm like come on come on like every single movie has come out in october yeah but i mean even if they hadn't given a date and then, like, mm. they've then said May. Like, I'd be like, okay, fine. They're trying a different market. You know, we've seen films in Q1 and Q2. Horror movies do fantastically well in recent years. So why mm. not let's all have a go? And I would spin that article. But not when they've already announced the date. Then, then Halloween, arguably the biggest horror franchise, like set to date of halloween 2020 and saw's like whoa like you say we see it with video games all the time like we're not going to delve into it massively but you know like red dead redemption when that game came Mm. out last year every other video game every franchise in the world just went nope nope yeah we're not messing with rockstar we will either shit our game out early or let it ferment for another six months but we are not competing with rockstar yeah and um you know halloween like i say what what movie franchises what horror movie franchise is bigger than halloween really mm. like you know it is a it is a mad cachet well, i think this is old. just such a bad decision because i honestly would argue that the next one would be like a well, sword and i think it's sword. it's so linked to halloween to me like this was this experience of seeing these yeah. movies every halloween like this yeah. franchise is intrinsically linked with with that holiday and yeah. so i can't imagine seeing a new saw movie in may it's yeah. so weird like yeah i, I don't like it's it good. It, like, it's, competition it's is good time. seeing like i think fans would want to go and see both at the same time i really do yeah. um but it, well that's why it's just more worrying signs because you don't see this with movies because you know with the whole video game argument <laughs> when you're talking kind of 
quite a lot more money. A lot of people only buy one video game, and especially when you're going to be in it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Mm. But, you know, like if Saw and Halloween are at the cinema at the same time, we might just back-to-back it. Why yeah. not? Like, that would have been phenomenal, double bill. Yeah. Like, you don't double bill games, but you do films. And so, yeah, I, I think it just shows that Saw's scared of Halloween. And uh, that's a worrying sign because, yeah, the, Saw is one of the few franchises that can hang. You know, it is a big boy. Mm. yeah and especially what they were saying obviously like we said even though you know we're very on the fence and we obviously want it to turn out excellent but they are making a bunch of bold moves and like the fact that we need to not gloss over this samuel jackson is going to be in this movie like that is insane (laughs) but like the fact that this is just now like i think again this continues the downward trend as we've been thinking with this movie it's another negative blight on it before it even comes out until they Um, announce hoffman i am just i don't want hoffman any anywhere near this movie like honestly like stay away stay in the good saw movies because i just don't see like this is going to be the third one in a row now this is going to like saw is going to get in that territory like all these other franchises like hellraiser where you have to really think hard to remember the good old days and that's so embarrassing man it's so disappointing they'll do that arrow box set of saw one two and three and we'll be like ah, remember yeah that'd be nice you can throw in four and five as well no Um, i realize that (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There are still six good Saw movies, goddammit. Um, this entire is... retrospective, parts yeah. one and two. <laughs> I think they're still up. Um, but uh, yeah, like I don't know. I could, I, could, I could be pissed off about this all day, but we should just move on for insanity. Yeah. Um, this next one's exciting, though, because there was a new trailer for It Chapter 2. Hell um, yes. I'm assuming you saw this trailer? I put it in front of my eyeballs. I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it? I just fucking love it, man. It's so <laughs> hype. Like, I love everything about this. I think, um, who was the one casting thing that I was like, uh, it's one of the uh, one of the adults for the casting. That I was a little bit... Oh, is it Bill Hader, maybe? Maybe. Let me just have a look. But yeah, I, I absolutely kind of love it. I love, um, like, McAvoy is the perfect casting. Mm. Um yeah, I think it was. Um, no, it was Ben. All right, I quite like the Ben Ryan one. As ben, yeah, I wasn't like because he trailer, really looks like a grown-up like version of that kid to me. I thought I thought it was really good. Yeah, I just because he kind of is meant to have changed quite a bit from a yeah. kid, and like yeah, I just kind of um, it just wasn't what I had in my head, but. Mm. Like I said, you know, seeing it in a cut, you know, fast cuts of a trailer, like who the hell knows? It was the only one where I was a little bit like, mm. yeah. But everything else just looks so fantastic. Like I cannot wait for this movie. Like every time I am not seeing a trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, this movie, I'm scared for. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, it, there's got so many things that can go wrong, and it needs to be like the perfect storm for it to go right. And then I watch one of these trailers, and I'm like, it's the goddamn perfect sequel. Like it's going to be fantastic yeah i really Um, hope so it would be crazy at this point after such a great first part and after such a great trailers and yeah obviously a cast that we love it would be insane if this movie didn't deliver Um, like happy death day to you (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of pressure on this movie like you say i'm still kind of like on edge about it because like as i've discussed after we saw that first movie i'm like they've got the way harder 
less interesting part of the story um to adapt and i i think they're doing a good job of there are moments in the trailer where i'm like oh that's cool that they had adapted that bit and then there's other bits where i'm like what on earth is that like there is so much new stuff in there that excites me um i think clearly they're giving bill a lot to do in this sequel um they talked about it obviously in the first one where he was such a breakout star where they were like we want to delve into his past and show him a bit more without as much makeup on his face and i I think we're already seeing glimpses of that in the trailer yeah i I think they can handle his pennywise face with less makeup on i know terrifying i kind of i kind of think that should stay with makeup on yeah Uh, but yeah yeah, it's it's fantastic like it cannot come around soon enough and it's not that far away now yeah, to, talking about the, obviously away. the the end game comparison earlier with obviously their marketing. Mm-hmm. What I will say is this trailer for me worked, and I think that it easily. Oh, couldn't. it made me feel like this is much more of an event than just the second movie. Well, because it was like, they used the really whole like epic like horn event. music, loud like, drrr, yeah. and which is normally like a blockbuster thing, not a horror trailer. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a world where this would be so cringy and wouldn't work in the slightest, and would feel like they're they're making something really epic, mm-hmm. and then sh- they're showing you these just like small horror set pieces it is it almost works. like someone dubbed the movie the the avengers music over yeah. an it trailer but yeah i was half waiting for that like the avengers yeah. theme to start when it yeah. said like it chapter two um but like you say it worked for me and it won't work for everyone but i it really i was like oh no this this movie is big enough to, to have a trailer like that a big loud in your face bombastic trailer which j- tradition traditionally isn't what a horror yeah, trailer like, is you know it's like the highest grossing rated r movie like it's yeah it, it deserves some hype my god it's gonna get it in the next few weeks from us yeah i know it's mad like that and doctor sleep that we've got coming um i can't man i I can't wait if you can only see one of those movies no don't (laughs) Um, we can live in a world where i can see both and i'm gonna see both i'm gonna say doctor sleep Uh, just gonna just gonna say just gonna throw that out there um oh I'm I'm, i'm just gonna see both yeah <laughs> i don't blame you um but multiple yeah and then the multiple, uh multiple times just the last news story this is like a small one um it's to do with the creep show obviously it's upcoming on shutter um mm. the kind of revival of the TV show <laughs> they've not said a word yet i don't think i um, think they have have they yeah let me look into this but interesting um yeah, but basically unless, have... the uk one like retweeted it anyway which they don't normally troll like that i thought anyway let me have a look. i assume so because this is by far their biggest piece of original content so far um we got a trailer out of comic-con as well as a yeah, release shudder, shudder uk retweeted shudder okay. the main one with with the trailer so nice. that made me think because normally there's not like a sniff of that like when um uh nosferatu got announced yeah. like shutter uk didn't go near that so i'm yeah. hoping that that means you know that we are actually getting it probably not day and day because let's not be mad i was gonna but, say you know, i mean <laughs> maybe it'd be ridiculous it'll be crazy if we don't but uh yeah it's coming september 26 um i don't know if the rollout is i'm assuming like are they doing the streaming thing where they just put them all on there because shutter are a bit different they kind of have their like event tv type thing um they yeah, like, they have people... like their live channel and stuff yeah they do like people tuning in on like a friday night to watch it all together and get everyone tweeting so i don't actually know what the plan is for that um did you see the little small trailer that they released Nah. it was nah. interesting i'm excited for the show it reminded me of a lot of things that i had forgotten um <laughs> which is that shudder is a very very small company um yeah i think the stuff that we've seen on shudder it, it reminds you how low budget they are yeah and seeing this trailer 
I was like, man, like obviously Netflix, we've talked about it before. They just throw money everywhere. And it, and obviously and that now, doesn't now always. And boys like Disney get into the role yeah. of streaming TV shows. My it's God. Mad. It's then, really yeah, mad. And then, yeah, Shudder, not so much. I mean, I'm not getting burned again. Like I watched, <laughs> I got, I got genuinely excited for creators, guys. I can't <laughs> help it. I got excited for it. And like. Yeah, I'm not excited for Creep Show. I'm, I'll watch it when it comes out. I reserve judgment, but I'm not getting myself excited. Yeah, like it looked like it would be fun, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it it looked so cheap, like um, yeah. insanely cheap. Where I was like, what, like critters level cheap, and I really didn't think it would look that way. Yeah, um, that's not good signs. And like we've seen Twilight Zone come back, and we've talked about that at nauseum, like mm-hmm. disappointment. So I'm just, I'm just not getting excited for Creep Show. It, it but you know, it's the best way to go into it. I think. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that could work for a show like that. Similarly, it could work for a show like Critters, which it just didn't. But um, Creep Show, it's like it doesn't have to have all of the money in the world to, to be good. No, definitely obviously not. Obviously, if it's got, like, it has got an interesting cast attached to it. I was looking at the list because there's a lot of names. But then even when I look through the names, I'm like, there's only really, like, Tobin Bell that I give a shit about on this entire list. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of names <laughs> that get thrown around. And I'm like, uh, like, really, David Arquette is going to be one of the ones you're going to put Hell, on a press release? Yes. Get people excited. Like, got me excited. <laughs> it worked then, didn't it? Um, but uh yeah we reserve judgment obviously but i am interested in it at least um and yeah that's that's pretty much all the news this week there was a couple of other if things Bruce campbell yeah. isn't in it then go fuck yourselves i don't think he is i really don't <laughs> think he is. they couldn't even afford bruce um i mean if tony todd's not in it then they definitely how, how is one of them not like the creep or whatever his name is what's his name Jesus oh yeah, Christ, I, I don't remember. <laughs> it's something like oh, that. Oh no, we've just lost the stripe. All, all I'm going to say is Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be it. Because I love Tales from the Crypt. Like I'm not. I'm not. That's why huge... I was. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I was going to call him as well. Yeah. And that's why I suddenly went. How creep. do we both? Not... Yeah, I'm going to assume it's the Creeper, and then let's yeah, just <laughs> move on quickly. Smashed it, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, should we, we talk about, about this week's TV show? We probably did a Saving Grace. Yeah, let's talk about Stranger Things season three. So yeah, obviously the new season is here finally after a very long break. Oh, um, it was it was like over eighteen months, wasn't it? Because it was Halloween yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say nearly two years. Yeah, um, mad. So I can't back. wait another two years, man. Like, yeah, please accelerate things. <laughs> oh, especially. I mean, we'll get to it, but like the way the show yeah. ends as well. Like, oh. if we have to wait that long, like, screw oh, you God. guys so much. Like, I hope you guys have a plan uh, yeah. to show us what happens because we need to know. They have a plan. Um. So, um, I guess, like, before we go into season three, we should, like, talk about our levels of love for Stranger mm. Things and, like, where we are at. Yeah. Um, because we've definitely spoke about this on the show every now and then, but Stranger Things is one of my, like, favorite TV shows full stop. Yeah. Like... Is it this... your Black Mirror? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I just adore everything about it. Like, mm. when nothing's going on is when I love the show the, the most. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Like, I just absolutely love it. And I love it outside of being horror. 
Like that's mm. like literally if they were just like this is now a high school drama, like it's the Dustin and Steve show. I'm like, okay, great. Like <laughs> I'm down for sixteen seasons of that. Like I love it so much, everything about like the characters. And then the fact that we get like really cool horror shit every now and then, I'm like, okay, sweet. Yeah. Um so yeah, like for me this show is top of my list, like the second things gets announced. Like there are things that excite me more for horror, like Haunting of Hill House and like new seasons of that and everything else, but I just stop everything to watch Stranger Things when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Like, I don't love it as much, but I think it's an amazing show. I, I really enjoyed the first two seasons. I liked that season two took some chances. It wasn't just a yeah. retread of season one, and that was what I really enjoyed about it. Um, I love, like, the ending of season two, I think, is still my favorite moment um, out of all of the seasons because it was so powerful and so character-driven. And mm. as you discussed, like, the characters are what makes this show amazing. Yeah. I think it's they... funny seeing the reaction to season three because, like, I don't want to be, like, all on a high horse, but we said this ages ago, and I really really think the reception to season three the overwhelming that i've seen is the characters as far people have yeah. finally realized that like demi gorgons it doesn't matter about no. any of that stuff like it's the characters that yeah. make the show oh yeah we've been saying it the whole time that like i say if they took the horror out of it for uh, for a horror we, you know we're a horror podcast and yet yeah. we kind of like actually you could take the horror out of the show that's fine yeah like, well they went the completely different you know, way because i wanted um, season three to be a normal school year and to mm. see l fit in at school and they obviously yeah, went yeah. the different route by setting it in summer so then they didn't have to yeah, we didn't get a single stuff. bit of school, which I do kind of miss the school. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, they managed to incorporate the teacher in in hilarious yeah. ways because he's one of my favorite like Definitely. side characters. Oh, the side I mean, characters are so. The, the thing about this show is that there's not a bad character. Like yeah. for me, probably like the, like <laughs> the only couple. character <laughs> I don't overly like is Jonathan. Oh um, really? And Jonathan and Nancy really they're probably like my this, least favorite. This season they felt like an afterthought. Yeah, where they, didn't do they, anything they really other than the first did. couple of episodes. Um. But yeah, I like most characters, and I think, like, um, what this show does so well in, like, you know, talking about season two briefly, is, like, they know what you want, but they know that they can tease you for it so much. So, like, mm. in season two, they don't reunite Elle for, you know, she she comes back to the group in the Panorama episode. Yeah. And, like, in this season, we kind of get a similar thing with Dustin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think they do that so well that everyone wants that kind of group you know avengers assemble moment and they they almost in this show give you that build up for it so when you get it my god don't you feel the hype yeah well it's interesting um, you mentioned dustin because i think he's the one for me that i think it's kind of the opposite because people loved his interactions with steve so mm. much in season two and then i think they went a bit too like there is a couple of moments in this season which i've jotted down that i fit, do think feel a little bit too fan servicey and that was one of the ones where i was like it's kind of odd that dustin is not with the guys hardly at all and again i like yeah, the show I does mean, different think, stuff like i don't want every um, season to feel exactly the same what, what this show did what it did well this year was that it's over a very short period of time. Yeah. So we almost get into the final night, I believe, in like episode four or something mm. like that. Yeah. So and it that's all plays why out, yeah. it feels like Dustin is away from them from so long, but it's yeah. probably only like 48 hours. Yeah, because he's just come time. back from like his holiday mm. camp, hasn't he? Camp nowhere. Yeah, so and then he's like. Such, yeah, they've done such a good job to make them feel like they're apart, but they mm. really haven't been for like a long period of time. Oh, yeah, time, they definitely like, haven't in the show. It's just yeah. as a viewer, it's like we yeah. pretty much got a whole season without him being with them. <laughs> and and yeah, he was with the character that everyone obviously loved from last season, which don't get me wrong, I, I still think those two together is fantastic. Oh, it's the best I, I definitely started to miss Dustin with those guys a little bit. Um, I just want Dustin in every scene, if that's possible. Like, <laughs> yeah. He could just be everywhere. Maybe they could like clone him or something for the mm. next season. Just an idea, Duffers. You can have yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I mean, like, I guess kind of going into season three, obviously we saw the trailer, we saw a lot of hype, it's coming so out. we just uh, throw it up as well, like full spoiler alert for this? Yeah, we're going to be talking spoilers, we're not going to throw up any more spoiler warnings, like, mm-hmm. it, we'll, we'll, we don't really know how we're going to jump into this conversation, so shit yeah. might go down straight away. So anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's a Netflix nothing. show, everyone's seen it, yeah. I hope you've seen all three seasons at this point. <laughs> so like, obviously, at the end of season two... um, we kind of knew that L had to wait an amount of time to be kind of integrated into society. We yeah. knew that the Demogorgon was kind of still around, or not the Demogorgon, the, the um, what the hell do they call it? Oh, was the, it the Mind um, Flayer or whatever? Mind Flayer, yeah. yeah, still alive. And kind of, where is that going to go? The trailer kind of showed us that straight away, that kind of Steve was going to be kind of possessed, and he was going to be basically the the kind of um driving force of of kind of the the evil side of this what did you mean billy sorry did i say steve yeah yeah i thought i said steve yeah billy (laughs) yeah um which kind of i'm glad they got that out of the way fast because obviously the trailer showed it so much Um, that's funny i couldn't even remember that from the trailer (laughs) oh it was massive like i genuinely thought that he died in the first episode i thought that was going to be a big like twist in the first because he was he was very much in the first episode a lot and it was a lot Mm. about just him as a character which Mm. as a side note i love i love all that stuff i think billy is like a really underappreciated part of stranger things yeah Um, i really enjoyed him like yeah he's wonderful he's such a likable heel he's not one of these like absolute dickheads that you're gonna hate like some of the scientists in season one he is a fantastic wrestling heel like he's the most wrestling heel i've seen in like film or tv for a long while like when he had so much screen time in the first episode i thought to myself man people aren't gonna like this i love it i think it's awesome just seeing him live his life and be like a shit and so then when you got the whole him getting (laughs) when he he gets grabbed and taken away i was like oh okay i get it now that's why this was his swan song like this actor is not going to be in it anymore they wanted to give him a lot of screen time Uh, right and then obviously this second episode two starts he's just alive and i was like huh that's weird because it really looked like he just got jacked like barb style in the first episode um but it was not the case (laughs) yeah um so i mean like we're not gonna deep dive the the plot of this because you've seen it uh if you're listening to our spoiler side of it but Mm. um the the show as always did like a really good job for me of like unpacking the kind of threat slowly because mm. even though billy like you say pretty much gets turned in episode one it does take a lot of a backseat and you kind of get so much with the characters obviously getting reintroduced to everyone and it's just such a fun time like it's one of these things like with a tv show that i love it's jumping back into the show time has passed figuring out where these characters are at like the first time you see hopper and joyce you're like oh are they together now and then yeah. like you're not sure for ages and you're kind of happy and then you realize they're not together then you get sad and then mm. it's so it's so good like yeah. i love all of that um like i say the only ones that were really disappointing were were jonathan and nancy for me mm. um because in this season overall like you said they really don't serve a purpose yes they have the whole reporter thing going on but that could easily be sold without them um their relationship and kind of their up and down is really just uh, i don't care like i really couldn't care less if they're together or not Mm. um i just want steve to find a girlfriend that's all i want (laughs) like he was so close yeah and um yeah that's that it's definitely they're the characters that i was most disappointed with um in this season um but then there are so many characters that take like a center stage um yeah. the other character that i'm not a massive fan of is lucas's sister 
<laughs> oh yeah, um, I've, I've got many things to say about her. Yeah, like you're not Erica. You're not meant mm. to like her, I think. But mm. she, I don't know really. But the she... reaction that she got, and this is very much like this is one of my right. big grumps with this is like I think that there's a lot of basically you get these like Twitter moments that happens right where you get these mm-hmm. fake manufactured things where it's basically advertising at this point because yeah. you get the word Stranger Things in a moment and people click on it and then most of the tweets are honestly fake but then you get the occasional ones where people are going like because basically she was in like three scenes in season two and she yeah. would just have like a one liner where she's I in the boys yeah, but she lie. was in it so little and yeah. people loved it and, and I remember at the time the Duffer Brothers specifically said Erica will have more screen time in yeah. season three and my god what a terrible decision decision she makes no sense being with those at all like the fact that she's just like she's such a selfish individual and the fact that she would agree to help them just what to get some free ice cream that she was getting anyway like was ridiculous and yeah that whole scenario i liked parts of it i really liked when it started and they were working in the ice cream shop and then i really liked when they left the russian base and they went to the cinema and all that stuff was amazing but the actual in the base was preposterous simply because it was the most it's ever been unbelievable the show like yeah, these four that, that kids are sneaking around this russian base was that just was insane I was gonna touch on is that like I, when i was watching this i was i was kind of like thinking to myself well this is this is the most unbelievable stranger things has ever been and we're yeah. talking about the upside down and demogorgons and yeah. yeah this is the least i've believed the show yeah um it felt like a parody think, to me when they're yeah, like sneaking and around times, and stuff there were times when i was like okay i'm gonna try and give this a pass and think that like because because at one point the russians were like chasing them and not one bullet was fired yeah and i'm like don't get me wrong i don't want to see a load of kids get slaughtered on screen but they need to keep this realistic they're like mm. going to be crazy russians and they don't even yeah. fire a bullet at them yeah and um yeah it got to the point that it was just silly and how they got out of there the one thing i would say is when steve and robin got um given the the um hallucination drugs yeah. and when they were then being um questioned by the russians when they're on drugs i i thought it was fucking hilarious i'm not gonna yeah lie. i love that because that was when like, we got that and then obviously transitioned yeah. into like the cinema bit and that was when and the, Dustin the cinema and Erica were like removed from them oh my god the cinema bit was so good with Stephen mm. robin like i love robin as a new character she's oh, yeah. fantastic amazing. like everything about her is amazing mm. um so yeah, the, them two together was just so fantastic. Um, she is yeah, watching Back a... to the Future. <laughs> like, we watching Back to the Future, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. When Steve what about the Day of the fishes... Dead in the first episode as well? Yeah, the Day of the Dead was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, when Steve just fishes the popcorn out of the bin <clears> and then just proceeds to eat it for the next twenty minutes, I was like, dude, yeah, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Like the whole everything was Steve and Robin, and like. And obviously then, like, with Steve, Dustin, and Robin as well, and then, like, Erica ruined, like, some of my favorite bits because those yeah. three as a threesome mm. is just gold. And then yeah. they add the worst character to it, which really yeah, they, they didn't suck. know what else to do with, obviously. They'd already committed to adding this character who yeah. I, I don't think she's, like, a good at delivering lines when she has to say this much. No. And it feels, like, say, so forced to the point where it felt yeah. like she'd been fanficted, like, put into this scene, like, a fan yeah. vote of, like, we want Erica she here was, because it felt ridiculous so... to me like you say she her delivering one lines to like lucas as he, she like walks past her bedroom mm. and stuff worked for that character and i didn't appreciate it but fine but yeah, yeah like her suddenly he's given like long exposition about what's happening and, in the plot and stuff well, and you like, also what? think you know episode seven and eight she is still there in every scene like she's, yeah. she's fairly quiet which i'm grateful for but yeah. she's still there and it's just so out of place mm. um so yeah i i definitely agree like i erica is my 
definitely my least favorite character when when we got um, kind of so early on there's a lot going on but then kind of the mid-season going into the finale like you say when it's set over the course of what feels like a short period of time yeah it's basically we, one night at that we point. get three different scenarios don't we like three different groups of characters yeah and which we that, always get with this show which is yeah. great which is cool but that that one was my least favorite because of her and it's a shame because i agree with you that i love like all of the other stuff with steve and robin and dustin but that would be the hardest for me to rewatch, and so that was why i really enjoyed the other stuff that was going on in the season particularly the hopper joy hopper and murray alexi and then what's the other guy's name murray murray my god like every time they're on the screen my smile on my face just wouldn't go away and oh uh, alexi or as i will forever call him smirnoff (laughs) was fantastic the whole the whole scene with the slurpee and then when he just kicks him out of murray's compound and like gives him the keys to the handcuff and everything i was like that motherfucker's driving away, Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the smirk on. Like, I know. I love that he finally got a face. win. <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much. Like, um, Hopper definitely is like. I mean, like, I fucking love them all, but like, I. Love I wrote Hopper down in my so notes. Much. Hopper is the absolute best. He, to yeah. me, he makes this show. He I think this, David yeah. Harbour adds this warmth to this show that is needed. Yeah. Obviously, I think the the young cast is exceptional, and we haven't even yeah. talked about a lot of the main ones yet because there's I so think, much going on. But problem, like to me, he is the yeah. heart and soul of the show so much. Like him, especially the first episode, man. Like when he's yeah. um, having a word with Mike. Oh, about when he's having L. a nervous breakdown. Holy shit! That scene in the car, I think, is like that rivals the end of season two for me of like my favorite moment in the show so yeah. far because it was so amazingly acted. Like yeah, how on edge he is and how it's like he knows he, it's a kid. So he has to restrain himself. Looks like he's having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> and it looks like it honestly looks like he wants to murder him. It's fantastic, yeah. and but like I've because kind of I think the show has done such a good job of obviously the the kid cast, which we will come on to, are fantastic. Mm. Like you, absolutely faultless. But season one, you had Winona Ryder given the performance of her like whole career, like mm. as Joyce with Will, like was fantastic and was the driving force for the adult side of it yeah and then obviously season two kind of she handed the reins over to hop and then kind of like he's taking it on from season Mm. three and obviously this season they were gearing us up to love him as much as they did but yeah yeah, my god like i was sold on it um i think um the whole kind of added on characters that they they brought into this season as well kind of just this collection of random dudes from horror movie gone by mm. like was was absolutely <laughs> hilarious i was like i cannot believe that like the the two main ones obviously the the mayor and yeah. um the the news uh what is he's he's kind of like one of the editors he's not the main guy is he? oh yeah he's the guy who works with thingy and that yeah, yeah yeah um obviously like those two just popping up um is absolutely hilarious like mm. i loved it so much the, the mayor stuff for me was kind of like oh it's funny to see him but i don't know yeah. if i needed any of that like i liked that we got to see hopper like kick some people's asses yeah that was fun i would say seeing hopper be a badass i'm down yeah. for that constantly and then the <laughs> fact that it's dr gordon like yeah i'm, I'm that's perfect I love that Hopper just ends up in like full kind of Tommy Vassetti get up throughout this whole season <laughs> where he's got this like amazing like shirt that he's going to wear for the date that yeah. he just ends up wearing throughout the whole season. Yeah, there's no there's no reason why he puts it on that day. <laughs> with so there's no reason for it whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah I love it. 
Um, it's, it's amazing. Like all of that I stuff, think- I genuinely loved so much. I thought that they nailed everything about these different side stories. I mean, we haven't even talked about obviously the third one yet. Um, but I think the Hopper one is excellent. The, the Alexi stuff worked so well. Like that could be so cringe and so poorly. Mm-hmm. The fact that you know he makes the same joke. He's being very mean to him as well, and he's a very quite a likable guy, especially by the end. Um, and you get that Alexi oh. Murray back and forth, which I think is amazing. Um, yeah, because he's like, like very when much they start the, to develop that bond. The whole fairground stuff oh like, man my, that my, got me oh i'm so me, sad yeah. yeah my biggest disappointment was that we didn't get more fairground stuff yeah like i could have done them be there to, to be there for like a whole episode because yeah. it was over pretty quick as soon as the uh terminator came along like yeah. we haven't even spoke about yeah like <laughs> yeah. um it was kind of game over mm. um and yeah that was that was super weird the russian guy that, that was a straight up terminator ripoff like it got to the point where when it when he was first introduced and the music kicked in and he started mm. talking, I was like, "Is this like? Are they just trying to? Is this a homage? Is it like sarcastic? Are they? Mm. How aware of this are they?" And then like the more it got more in your face, I'm like, "Oh, okay, they are super like hamming this up, <laughs> like." Yeah, it's I immediately insane. got it that it was kind of them doing their take on Terminator, but I agree with you to be like, to what end? Like, yeah. I didn't know. And I feel like even they didn't really know because it no. was cool to have this pursuing character who's constantly after Hopper and that. But to be honest, I can't even remember how that ends. Does Hopper just kill him? Like, I don't even remember oh, yeah. being well, like a conclusion. The, he, I know well, he kills the Alexi. reason why Hopper gets trapped. He gets trapped. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because he's yeah, just so fighting him there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he fights him in the, the machine that's kind of opening. The, oh, yeah, he throws him down. into it, doesn't he? He throws yeah, him in, cool. which then creates the void that traps Hopper. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was a cool finale for him mm. and, and served its purpose. Like, yeah, that's true. It did make sense, um, actually, the Hopper stuff. So. Yeah. But um, I think um, this... <laughs> one of the things throughout this whole season was Dustin and his girlfriend as <laughs> yeah. well, where I was just like, she's not real. Mm. Like, I'm like, we're, uh, it, you got really think too, it, well, it got too far where I was like, we're not going to see her in the finale. I was like, there's mm. too much crazy shit going on. Like yeah. we can't have this like throwaway moment where she pops up and they sing a song together. But, <laughs> oh yes, we did. And was it fantastic? Yes, it was fantastic. Again, a moment that if any other like TV show tried to do that and on paper, it just doesn't work. But with these characters that are like so lovable at this point, they make such a crazy scene just work so well. Not, not going to lie, probably my favorite scene of all the Stranger Things. It is up there. It really is. I, I think it's incredible because it's it's the levity you need in that moment. It's funny, but it's also incredibly heartwarming as well. And oh, it is so the payoff of the whole season because, because like you, you said, you don't know if she's real or not. What they do, what they do so well is that every character, the three groups, are listening to it on the headset. <laughs> yeah. So they're all like in their epic moments listening to these kids sing their never-ending story. It's perfect. Like yeah. it could not be more perfect. It was funny you say that obviously you didn't think she was real because there was two yeah. reveals, I guess, in this show that I did call perfectly. And I just I didn't think I thought it was very obvious. Like I assumed that she would be real because I thought there's no way they're going to do Dustin like this. I, I was like, yeah, they're, they're not going to make was, him a liar. I don't think they would do that. I didn't think they were going to do him dirty. I just thought it was going to get to the point that we wouldn't see her this series. I expected to just hear her. I didn't expect to see her. It, it got to the point that I was just like, she's not going to, when, when they, cause by episode six, I'd say it was clear that we were in the final evening. Mm. The, the fractions had all gone off together and it was all getting epic. And I was like, shit, we're out of the fun stuff. Like she is Susie Pooh is for fun stuff. Yeah. Not, not 
finale shit. And then yeah, yeah, when they the way they brought her in, I was I was not expecting it. I thought it was great. The the other thing was the Robin reveal, um, yeah. which I felt like again they they'd they did a really good job with it. Make no question, because I, I as we've discussed, I loved all those interactions and I loved that reveal. But I thought, especially early on, the fact that we immediately throw Steve in the situation where he's trying to hit on these girls and he's got this female yeah. friend who's his same age that he's obviously like, oh, she's not attractive. I'm not attracted to her. You know, she's just like one of the guys' mentality. Yeah. And then Dustin keeps bringing it up, like you two get along so well, yada yada. And I was like. They've made it too obvious if they just get together in a finale. I'm like, Stranger Things doesn't do that. They they always yeah. like to swerve you. So they want you as a viewer to think that they're going to get together. So I was like, well, what would be the thing? And I just kind of assumed it would be that she's gay. Um, yeah. and, and obviously that was the review. And I loved it. But I, I still think it was a, like, to me, they, they hammed it on just a bit too soon too quick with the ice cream shop stuff where i was like okay you really want us to think they're gonna end up together which makes me think they won't <laughs> yeah i just never really yeah i didn't really think into it too much i just yeah. never really thought they were gonna get together right um, did you not think just, do you not think they were trying to make us think that though i did i did but i just always got the impression that like they'd friend zoned it already yeah like, I, yeah i was hoping that was just gonna be it like yeah do you know what like, I, mean? I, I wanted felt, steve to not even try it to, on with her yeah but steve yeah, <laughs> like Steve will try on with anything. Like yeah. he's he's seven and zero oh now. Like <laughs> you have to step your game up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think um, I guess like one of the things that I was surprised about was that season two left a lot of open questions to things that I didn't really care about that much, but things that I thought they were maybe going to go back to because. Um, all of the L um, with her kind of other um, numbered victims and kind of the one that she sees in the weird goth episode of um, season two. Yeah. Kind of like obviously her going off and talking about the um, her papa still being alive potentially mm. um, that they talk about in season two and kind of like he's still there and there's still people to hunt down and they're still out there hunting them down. I really thought they were going to be more prevalent in season three mm. and the fact that they're not in season three at all. Um, ultimately I'm pleased about, I think that they definitely had the intention of having them into it more. And I think they must've listened to the feedback and kind yeah. of with, with Erica kind of being to the forefront. Mm -hmm. They obviously saw the episode that was a full episode of L away from everyone else. And mm -hmm. everyone was like, not so much. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I think that's a brilliant point that. because um, they, they, this is a show and writers that clearly react to the fandom. Mm. And so, kind of we you, if we really wanted to stick our heads together and work it out you could you could pick and choose and look at online reactions of what's happened in season three and you could pretty much gauge what's going to happen in season four yeah you know, you a good like, more of this and less of this <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know about that i think people no, I really joking. went back on that um but uh yeah I, I think that's a very good point to make is that they have these ideas in mind yeah. but they're not set in stone i think they are fluid and that can mm. be good because yeah it's a character driven show which is I the think best it's choice right, because you know it's a show for the fans mm. and it's and it's a show that like you know at the end of the day why not give us what we want if like if it's fairly universal and even stuff like you know like i was begging for more Stephen dustin and i got that this season like, yeah it's a shame i got it with erica but fine that was not in the win box for me but like i got the thing i wanted mm. um like the second they got reunited and they did the whole handshake thing and i was so happy <laughs> like i love their bromance so much um yeah. the one thing i need is i definitely need more of the teacher yeah um he was used fantastically in this um season because obviously like hopper getting super jealous <laughs> yeah. and when he's like 
Mr. Clark and constantly referencing him. It made a, it was a brilliant thing to get Hopper more senile and mm. just elevate Hop. But yeah, I could yeah. definitely do with some more Mr. Clark in this, in, in season four. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of what the time period is going forward. Um, mm. Because one of the things, I've only seen one thing so far, which is that there's rumours that they're going to start shooting in October. Yeah, I heard um, this. So wh- what did you extrapolate from that? Because that was all I heard, and I made up a bunch of shit in my head where I'm like, what? Because I was thinking, when is the new season going to arrive? And right. I think it's going to be a way out, but I do think they don't want to wait as long. And I think Netflix have shown mm-hmm. with Black Mirror, with Sabrina, and these other shows that they like having these little specials now. I think they're really going in on that. And right. So you're thinking to, Christmas special? I I think per- it makes perfect sense. I think at the end, the way this ends with Elle saying to Mike that she wants to meet up over you know Thanksgiving slash Christmas mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over the holidays, and the fact that I think it's crazy to be like I think that's more of a British thing. I don't think a lot of American TV shows air on Christmas because mm. they have like cinema is a big thing in america as well as sports yeah, I guess, yeah, whereas definitely. that is very much a british thing like a bunch of tv shows specifically yeah. air on christmas day basically, and i think yeah if you're, not, if you're not english like basically any big british show aims to be like a tentpole release either christmas boxing day yeah. or the christmas holiday basically and like it's very competitive any tv show, show that's anything wants to have a christmas special and kind of like all of our biggest kind of especially sitcoms Pretty much any any British sitcom has had a standalone Christmas special. Yeah. Um, when you think about what Netflix are trying to do, mm. you know, they want everyone watching at the same time. They want everyone talking about it on social media. I think Christmas morning, when everyone already gets up super early, you know, you add yeah, the Stranger Things Christmas by, by, special. By afternoon, by yeah. afternoon, binge Stranger Things. And, like, that will be, you know, forever trending on that day with along with mm. everything else. And it's like, to me, it's a no-brainer. I, I Like, I've kind of, like, concocted this idea in my head, and now I think I'll I be disappointed of, if it doesn't now, happen. Now you've said it. I actually am not one. I wonder if they could, might actually aim to get the whole season out by then. Really? God, I don't know about that. Because what five months talking... after the season? No, not this Christmas. Next Christmas. Oh, okay, yeah, but that's going to be God. Did you really want to wait like another seventeen months? I though? do not. No, but when you think that they're, they're working off a t- almost a two-year cycle mm. from from two to three, realistically, how much more can they bring that down? If they, I mean, if I they would say aim to... for this Christmas and then the following October for the new season to get yeah, it back I mean, on that the October would, schedule. I mean, that would be mad and mm. fantastic and Black Mirror type of acceleration. But I think realistically for them, like, I think... I, I don't know, like, one episode in, like, a few... If they already had these plans, obviously, is mm. the thing. And then, obviously, from now until the next season, that is, like, you know, 15 oh, months Oh, it, it could happen. It mm. could happen. But it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't get a whole season. Because I do agree with you that the fact that they... I hadn't really thought of the setup with kind of L and the Thanksgiving thing. It kind yeah. of seems perfect. And the fact that we love the school stuff, but like L at school is a massive problem. Yeah. Um, because like more than anything else, like I wonder how she'd cope in like classrooms and stuff because she's constantly being taught things by the group. And that's kind of her crux. Mm. But like in this episode, in, in this season, kind of, um, you know she's going off with max and getting like all this fashion advice and boy advice and she's very naive to the world she has these crazy powers but you know you imagine her in mr clark's classroom she's going to be completely like overwhelmed so i just don't i i think they like not having her at school Um, yeah i do as well so yeah definitely kind of you know we've had halloween we've had summer holidays like i could see a whole season being at christmas and thanksgiving yeah i just i w- would wonder if they could do much with that but obviously i think they could because mm. they're very yeah, but the 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 whole seasonal thing can drop on and off because mm. you think like 
season two we got the whole ghostbusters and halloween and then Hall- and then, then it didn't matter when it was set and the same with yeah. this we had the whole fourth of july for the for the fair but that was the only reason really other mm. than that so i feel like well, i did to, to me one the... of that was one of my positives is that i did i think they nailed the aesthetic for the season oh we they, they nail it yeah I don't like when you get marketing that sells you one thing and, and they kind of, and it's not that. And I think the fact that it's, you know, the mall meant something because it's the summer and you've got people working there as jobs, but you've also got, you know, Elle and Max, all that stuff made sense why they're hanging out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, then you don't have to worry about the school stuff. You don't have to worry about where the kids are at all times. Oh, yeah, they, they can nailed, just kind of go off. They nailed summer and, and they definitely nailed it in season two, kind of October as well, but they don't mm. necessarily have to nail the holiday. Like, yeah. Christmas, Thanksgiving could just be a moment. And and then the rest of it will just be, you know, snow and, you know, winter and everything else. Um, but, yeah, I think because obviously we haven't spoke about it a lot. Like, how did you feel about Hopper then? Like the, the kind of finale and kind of the the gut-wrenching letter. <laughs> well, it's really interesting because I had a lot of thoughts about it, to be honest. I thought that um, it was first of all, I thought it was really well done. I think for yeah. what they were trying to do it was about as best they could have done. And I mean that in the sense of, and I really didn't think this would be the one episode where I start mentioning Endgame every five seconds, but mm. in a post-Endgame world, and and, it's, and I want to throw in Game of Thrones here as well, is that they have changed the way we see character deaths on screen. Yeah. Because they do meaningful character deaths that they stick by, and we haven't really seen that before. Like, of course we've seen Batman die and stuff in the past, but you know they're always going to come back. And I think what they've done with, with, with Game of Thrones, and particularly the, the recent Marvel movies, is that they've set a precedent now where you can't just tease character deaths anymore that was how you would normally end a movie mm. i mean again i don't want to keep bringing up these other movies but look at like what they tried to do with the superman stuff like no one for one second believed yeah. that superman was well, dead look at look at walking dead the amount of times they trolled characters deaths like yeah. glenn died to me three times until he actually <laughs> died there was one moment where zombies got on top of him and you saw them pull guts out and then they yeah. reveal like an episode later that somehow he'd pulled a corpse <laughs> over him or something like yeah, it was brilliant. insane like, like that um, is how every film and tv yeah. show used to work you would try and make the audience feel as close to humanly possible mm. without actually showing literally like a head being chopped off and zooming mm. in on it you know they would really like anytime it's remotely off screen you're like well they're gonna come back and so the fact that they done this the way they did, which, you know, I, I assume I had, again, this was a, a hunch of mine. I was watching it and I was really emotional, but I, I, I said to who I was watching it with, like, they're going to do a tease, like an yeah. end credit style. Of oh end. yeah. I and, said, I said two things at the start of episode eight, hmm. I was convinced Joyce or Hopper was going to die. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling it was going to be Joyce. And I Hopper. thought it was going to be Joyce because uh. For me, Hopper is the driving force of the show. Mm. I was thinking commercially, Winona Ryder probably is quite a big paycheck as well. Yeah. So I was thinking, get her off the show. Like, uh, Joyce has kind of served her purpose now. Will is kind of, like, not lost anymore. So, like, it would be impactful, but the show would continue without her. And, yeah, the second they did the whole them arranging the date the, the, on the fri- the, for the next Friday, I was like, mm. one of them dead. Guaranteed yeah, one of them is dead. Definitely. <laughs> and I literally just turned and said, which one would you choose? Like, who do you want to live, Hopper or Joyce? And we both said we want Hop to live. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, when when he went the way he went, um, <laughs> it's so funny as well because of the references to Endgame because basically when the machine gets turned off, characters turn to dust. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's so um, kind of um, Endgame-y and... Um, what infinity war and um like the fact that 
we didn't get that with Hop. We didn't get mm. like this dust residue or anything. He just was there one minute, he's gone the next. Like the golden rule of all TV and film, mm. if your character doesn't die on screen, they're not dead. Yeah. So the fact that like when that scene happened, I was like, Hop's not gone. Like I was convinced he'd gotten got there was another the big, down. Yeah, there was another big giveaway during all of this as well, which yeah. is that we get a really long, drawn out close up of Billy dying. Yeah. which is over which is going on at the exact same time yeah he's true. on the floor coughing up blood and he gets that emotional moment with his sister yeah with there's Max, no way yeah. they're gonna have that going on whilst hopper dies off screen yeah exactly. <laughs> who's a way more important and, character and, and why, i love billy but, but that's a really interesting point because i think that's what gave you the emotional core to it mm. because you'd seen billy die at the exact same second you saw hopper disappear you got the feeling of seeing a character actually die and then a character that you really love in Hopper disappear. And that's probably mm. why you had that feeling. Um, because when the scene ended, I was like, Hop's not gone. Like mm. he's either gone into the upside down and he's trapped there or something's mm -hmm. happened. Um, I thought that's what happened. He got into the crack before it closed. I a hundred percent expected the final post credit sequence to be either. Uh, no, I expected it to either be Joyce or L looking yeah. in a mirror, and he would have wrote a message on the mirror, like through right. the upside down, like yeah. through the steam, you know, to be yeah. like, "I'm still here" or "I'm still alive" or whatever. But um, I really, yeah. And so when that happened, like I was like affected, but not thinking Hop was gone. Mm. But even then. When they when Joyce revealed the letter to Elle mm. and kind of you got the whole the callback to such an amazing bit. part, yeah, and you got the callback, you got the scenes of him rehearsing it, and that I was like, my god, this hit me! Like I was like, this is fantastic, mm. and like such an emotional moment. Even though the whole time I still didn't believe he was dead, um, but yeah, I'm still like, looking at the screen, going like, wow, you guys are really going all in on this thing that I yeah. don't think's happening. <laughs> like I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Yeah, because if yeah. he is dead, you've done him dirty by killing him off screen. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because that moment was not as impactful for me because no. I thought he wasn't dead. And then obviously mm. the the post credits reveal it all, but suggests that that's him. Like, oh yeah, I think they actually did a clever job, and I think yeah, that I would have liked job. something with the upside down a bit more in your face. But I yeah. like that it's just a throwaway line of like, oh, there's the American, because everyone yeah. knows what that means, and so they yeah. don't actually you don't need to see Hopper or say his well, name because, or anything. Like we said in, at the start of season two, all we wanted was L to get reunited with Mike. Mm. And we didn't get that till episode seven. In season three, they kind of did it, but I didn't want it as much. Is that Dustin got separated, and obviously him getting back to the group. Yeah, and we didn't get that till episode seven. So yeah, I don't think we see David Harbour until episode five, six, maybe even seven next That's season. That's going to be so like, sad. <laughs> um, I really just don't think we're going to see him a lot. Like it's really mm. difficult because. He's one of the best characters. But when you've got a show of fantastic characters, like we, we've been talking about this like almost our whole time and we haven't really dipped into the kids and how good they are because yeah. it almost doesn't need to be said at this point. And mm. so, yes, there'd be a David Harbour-shaped hole in this, in this show, but the show is so good and so strong that they could do that and it would be impactful. Like to yeah. not see him for five or six episodes and then to get him, it would it would absolutely get me. Oh yeah, it'd be really um, interesting to see. Like, I don't even know what yeah. they would do with this. Like, this ending to me was the most lost ending they've ever done. <laughs> like, where you just cut to Russia and like a character has somehow been transported and, and all of like you know just a real like trying to be jaw dropping last few mm -hmm. seconds. Like, it felt straight out of a lost finale to me. Well, obviously because he gets trapped the other side of the machine so the machine mm. kind of creates this almost like force field of energy when he when he throws the terminator into it mm. and so all the russians behind him get the back blow 
which sends them like to dust and kills them. But he yeah. got the forward trajectory that closes the upside down. So yeah, we have no idea what that does. Yeah. Like that could have easily just sent him to Russia for some reason. I still think yeah. he got forced into the upside down, found another opening and that took him out in Russia. Yeah. And then he was like, fuck, because that's the thing. Yeah, we could captured. easily, the, the way you get hop in season four a lot, is literally have the opening of him in the upside down and then him finding his way to Russia and then getting captured and him being in the series a lot, but not with the others, Yeah, which is the more logical conclusion. But I like the idea of not seeing Hop for a while because I think that would be so impactful. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really interesting. Like, I, I definitely think that, um, like, it does remind me, you know, of the the whole post endgame stuff. Like, yeah. it is this is the best you can do it. And but I, but I will say is that I have to put it down a little bit because what we have seen is real character, a uh, real meaningful character deaths very recently. And so yeah. they did the best job of how film and TVs used, used to work. To yeah. But this is not how they work, or at least how I hope they would work. Obviously, with with we're talking about a very high standard here. Um, yeah. And and I do think the Stranger Things deserves to be talked but about. It, in that but it's one of those things where if they haven't killed Hop, they really have. I mean, if they sorry, if they have killed him, they've oh, really yeah. done him dirty because we're, we we oh, genuinely don't believe it. Like if he no, doesn't come second. up in season four, I will be like, yeah. If they go, didn't you see it? He died. I'd be like, what? Yeah. And they'd be like, what was the American yeah. thing? Oh, I was just setting up like another character. I'd be like, oh my yeah. god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it would be interesting, but um. But what are these kids going to be like in season four? I have no idea. Because, what did you think about like, the other aspect of the finale? Because I felt that the whole, obviously Joyce is talking about she wanted to leave town. And I feel mm. like after what happened, taking her kids and Elle away from the situation was not the good best decision. I didn't think. Um, I don't it's know. A it's a bit difficult. weird to me to just take Elle away from this, away from like her, you know, all of her friends and everything and will, and just be like, we're just going to uproot and move. Like I get it. They want to get yeah, out of this place. I think this place. One of those things like for her as a parent for like mm. three years in a row now, she's seen her kids nearly get murdered in this yeah. town. So I think as a parent, she would for the greater good, remove them from their friends to take them to safety in her mind, because mm. it's like, all right, we'll we'll have this thing happen to him. Suddenly, we got snowballed in season two, like, and then and then she's and like her her boyfriend dies. Mm. Suddenly, now she gets close to Hop, he dies. Like, she's just like fuck this place. So yeah. I can I can see why, and it's definitely to the detriment of her children. Um, mm. It it definitely did frustrate me. Like, I was impacted by it, but I was like frustrated because i was like where does this leave us i was like joyce don't leave don't leave yeah. things like i need you here <laughs> i need everyone here i don't want this long distance thing mm. um because i need joyce with everyone else i don't want just l and will and jonathan visiting i need joyce like if mm. i haven't got if i haven't got hopper i need joyce yeah because otherwise we are so, really going to run out of the adult characters very quickly yeah um, definitely you know um but yeah it's i cannot wait like Honestly, I could talk about this show for for days. Yeah. Like, um, I think what where do you where do you rank this like in terms of just TV in general, and then in terms of Stranger Things one, two, three. I really don't know about the previous seasons. I I think they're all of such similar quality. I don't mm. I don't think it ever really dips or or goes up too much. I think it's just so good. And so even with problems that I have, I think there's way too much Erica. Um, another thing that I noticed as well is there's so many flashbacks, and they they use it way too much in this season, where they're just like they're showing you stuff from previous seasons, which is fine, but then they show multiple flashbacks multiple times. I don't know if this irked you or you noticed it of like things that have happened this season where they just kept mm. showing it and showing it, and like has Billy getting attacked for the hundredth time has l like screaming with a handout for the hundredth time the billy thing yeah 
Um, there were so many to me where I was like, really? Yeah. showing this? Because like, the that, whole, that L that bit where her nose is bleeding L, and she's screaming, closing um, the thing. They show that so many times. Yeah, that was season two, though. Yeah, but they show um, it once. <laughs> the, the whole L when she was falling in the water bit backwards, that yeah. happened like three or four times yep. as well. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, why is there so many flashbacks? Are they really yeah. trying to fill time? The flashbacks of season one were, were fantastic because I watched rewatched season one and two in anticipation mm. of three. But even then, just seeing them in a scene on season three and then seeing what they look like in season one i was like my god like they are kids and right now they are weird hybrids like what are they going to (laughs) be by the time we get to season four like mike in particular I'm like, he could be like a six foot four man next time. Yeah, like Mike like, and Will have just like shot up in their yeah. height so much. Well, it's Will, scary. Will aged overnight yeah. in the show, which was scary because he definitely, I don't know if there's a gap in filming or what, but like mm. episodes five to eight, Will was looked like he was about four years older than, than what he was <laughs> in the others. Like, it's so funny. Um, yeah. It's just really interesting seeing these characters like actually grow up and evolve as the characters in the show kind of evolve as well as characters like Mm. it's something real special like especially these group of like young actors like they're all they're all so fantastic i hope that will and lucas get to do more because i feel like they didn't really do much this season in particular will i was gonna say will biggest problem since season one obviously because he spent that all like in the upside down and i i kind of i don't know it's a bit harsh because like i my notes were like he kind of sucks like he just doesn't really do anything but then i don't blame him because they didn't give him anything he needs a cool new haircut um, he's seen something like because even like, i was like oh he's just a bit whiny with max well, this season like well, i didn't really like his is, character though, every character at least because obviously you got mike and l which is yeah. you know the massive thing what Dustin i will say is i thought max was way better this season as well max was she max really, was really came into her own she season. definitely came out i think um i think uh, mike i found disappointing especially mm. in the opening few episodes because mike was he'd become a bit of a dick I I'm thought like, the same about Lucas as well. Yeah, well, they both kind of had, and I kind of get what they were going for, that they've discovered girls and they kind of think they're cool now, and mm. whereas, like, Will hasn't yet. Yeah. And they were going that route. But I didn't really want that. I didn't want that mm. divide. And especially Mike, I really thought, like, some of his, like, dialogue and that, it didn't feel Mike. Um, it didn't feel like Mike and kind of... Um, you know in the end i kind of accepted the fact that like a year has gone by and like he you know kids do change in that brief you know that amount of time but like i definitely didn't like the way we met mike at the beginning of this season by the end of it he felt more like mike which i was pleased about yeah um lucas is kind of a character that hasn't had a great deal to go on in the past like as well Mm. and um obviously giving him max kind of does give him like more screen time which is good and more of like a driving force to be there um so yeah i really hope they do give will something yeah yeah i hope hope it's not erica (laughs) yeah oh god could you imagine um (laughs) yeah i thought like the the cgi in particular i thought was insane this year like that they really upped that where the a couple of seasons it's looked a little bit shaky and then oh yeah definitely so much in this season where they were like the budget was through the roof for this season watching season one cgi like a couple of Mm. weeks before watching this is night and day like this um mind flayer with like the way that like he turns people into like this goo and like it seeps through doors and then it kind of turns back into the mind flare. Like it was proper mm. gross and looked yeah. as good as like this sort of CGI stuff can. 
Um, yeah, it was really gross. And this season in particular, I thought was very violent, like a lot yeah. more than the previous seasons. There was a lot of blood and a lot of just really like disgusting stuff. Yeah. Well, you, you know, talk about that. The absolute final scene with the Demogorgon reveal. Yeah. Like I did think the Demogorgon CG did look a little bit rough there. I mm. could have done a bit more practical, but the actual like scenario that he was in was just so bloody and dark. Like yeah. it was kind of almost like the, the Star Wars kind of death feeding chamber, but just like in a dark macabre way. Like I was like, really, is it just going to be painted red? Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. Um, but yeah, like it's, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's hard to obviously gauge, like I said before about previous seasons. Cause I really don't know. Um, as far as other TV shows, I think that this stands very good steed for this year because i think we've seen other shows come back that we're huge fans of and they're not bad by any stretch of the imagination and don't anyone think that but i would say that to to use the word disappointing i would describe both game of thrones and black mirror this year um even i really enjoyed yeah definitely because they're not the standards that we expect and so then going into this season we have standards that we expect and the fact that it completely met them even though i have faults with it i still loved so much of the characters it gave me great moments of joy um really heartbreaking moments as well and mm. the second it ended i was just like desperate for more like mm. desperate like we've seen some of these shows me, that are like a chore for to me get like through. season season one and two were like uh you you kind of need to have the three season kind of together to, to cement itself and at this mm. point it cemented itself as one of my favorite tv shows of all time like if it yeah. keeps going the way it's going it stands a chance oh which yeah, is mad, sure. yeah you know because because something like black mirror um it doesn't come into that conversation for me personally because it's isolated episodes. Yeah, they're just they're like these, standalone films. Yeah, they're these much. standalone things. So, like, mm. I compare San Junipero to like other films and other mm. things like that. But like, I don't as a collective, I can't compare it to a TV show. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. maybe seem dumb, but that's how I justify it in my mind. No, I can agree with this. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, we're we're talking along the lines of you know these kind of giant franchises so yeah it's it's fantastic and i cannot wait for season four the best tv shows are these long-term storytelling mm. that make you fall in love with these characters and then yeah. ones that you you want it you feel yeah. like you know and you want to you keep looking forward to seeing them again um yeah and it's one of those things like with this where it, it's got to the point with me that i don't even need the demogorgon and stuff like i could yeah. just el could just visit for like a christmas special and like have no have no danger I mean, what like I will say is I feel in. like that has to be a slight jab at the show because the fact that we've had this conversation and we've talked so much about these characters that we love, we've barely talked about the, the main threats of the season. And I do mm. think that one of the things we, that we touched upon at the start, the whole people getting possessed and then we see them all in like Billy's, that basement area where there's like at one point we see loads of different people that have been possessed. And I was like, this isn't really something that interests me, but I'll see where they go with it. Turns out they did nothing with it because yeah. in the finale, they're just fighting a giant monster again. So, yeah. and I know it's like he's kind of like combined them all and that's why he's so big and blah 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 but we never really see like you know humans we see obviously billy fighting the group like when they lock him in the sauna and all that yeah, stuff I like cool. that. but you don't see like like that shot basically was a completely pointless shot i thought of seeing all these people possessed because it felt like oh man are we gonna start to see like the mayor yeah, possessed and, and all I really these other people we we're gonna get like a body count yeah, you know, we just like get a little hop, bit of the people that work at the newspaper, don't we? We get a few of them possessed, just so like Nancy um, and Thingy has something to do. One of one of the scenes that did make me laugh was when Hop kind of just took out a load of Russians with a machine gun, because <laughs> the way that like um, uh, what's his name uh, Murray reacted, mm. yeah, I was like, 
I kind of imagine that was the way that, like, the other TV bods at, like, Netflix reacted. They're like, hang on, what? You're just going to murder a load of four people in cold blood? Like, hang yeah. on, what? <laughs> like, it was, it was so good. And when they were walking around with, like, the Russian outfits on with, like, the blood spots on, it was, yeah. it was gold. It was pure gold. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely shout out again to Robin as well, because as we discussed before, I think it's re- it's so hard. There was he did yeah. it in season two as well, and then to do it again in season three, where like we have so many amazing characters now, but they still insist on trying mm-hmm. to give us new ones. And, and even I think like that's... bringing back people like Murray that I just didn't even I didn't expect to see him again. Yeah, and then he he was so much better in season three. Yeah, and, but it's, and it's yeah, so and hard yeah, to add let, new let people Robin to this dynamic. In. Yeah, um, and she is such a spitting image of her mom Uma Thurman. It's crazy. Like yeah. every time she she had a line delivery, I was like, oh my god, I thought that was uma like talking like there are so many moments where i'm like my god it's it's proper crazy um and she was yeah she was excellent but yeah it was a it was a really awesome season um it's so good i'm curious i don't know yeah i haven't really seen what the overall reception is like strange things is one of those weird ones where it's so popular um i just assume everyone loves it but i don't really get a sense of what people it just becomes it. it just becomes like instant meme yeah like so you don't really know the opinion of it but you already see like everyone's posting like that never ending story bit and like there's all like the Alexi like slushy slushy stuff stuff. yeah Yeah. so it's just like you don't really know but I think yeah I I, I don't know to me I loved it I think it's exceptional Mm -hmm. I think yeah going back to my point comparing it to other shows this is up there for me in terms of TV um, this year because I think that it's been a disappointing year um, with television. There hasn't been too much. This is me. this is Ash versus Evil Dead territory right now. Yeah, that is the praise of the highest yeah. <laughs> from us. That's the Holy um, Grail right there, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Stranger Things season three. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. yeah we do have an email this week uh, of course you can always email us at uh, superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com um, or if you want to send us on twitter it's at shbpod um, so yeah this one's from Sean thank you very much Sean um, he, he was talking about a lot of stuff really there's some interesting stuff in it he kind of was talking about the news and obviously Annabelle which he really liked as well as us um, he, the, the, the last two things he, he spoke about it was really um, interesting in that bit because obviously he he talked about being a giant fan of the franchise as yeah. well and being a little bit disappointed with Annabelle yeah. which is interesting in where we were kind of not so giant on the spin-offs and actually enjoyed this one you know quite a bit more because of that maybe yeah but there was definitely a lot of mutual ground as well especially centered around the warrens yeah definitely God, love always. Warren. oh, they're amazing um but yeah he also said uh, i really appreciated your conversation regarding 13 reasons why um i feel like it's an important conversation to have i do not agree with netflix removing scenes from the original mm-hmm. version i agree with mike that they should remove the show if they don't want it um but to alter the original version sets a really bad precedent for future content really on the service um they're charging 13 dollars a month now and i might cancel my membership and go with disney and shudder instead um and I thought this was an interesting point because actually this past quarter, Netflix lost subscribers in the US for the first time in eight years. That's mad. Um, which, yeah. yeah, and they kind of, they said a lot of reasons like, they, you know, it was the new content. They weren't really focused on the audience. Obviously, they gained subscribers overall worldwide. That's, um, that's hilarious, though, that obviously in the wake of that news, they've then made this 13 reasons why decision. It does yeah. seem like they are scared for the first yeah. time in recent history. Yeah, um, like what is the US market yeah. reacting to? Like, yeah. 
you know, I because obviously we had that conversation quite impromptu, which I, I definitely enjoyed. But like I was thinking about it afterwards as well. And kind of, yeah, it really does irk me a lot because I mm. think like we've talked about Stranger Things and like we talk about that post credit scene and how bloody it was. Yeah. Imagine if there's a load of outrage that people are like, oh, Stranger Things, it's wholesome, it's family, it's entertainment. Yeah. You can't have all this blood, guts and gore. And they just cut that scene, you know, from from season three. Well, definitely like, the whole like, oh, season yeah, overall. Like I said, I thought yeah. it was like definitely the most you know, graphic for me. Yeah. And I, I just kind of think like, you know, it, I'm a little scared of that happening. Like mm. it might happen. The fact that's a that, real, that's a real and especially, fear And especially because like, um, the other thing I was thinking about is like Stranger Things exists on Netflix. You, and I don't know about, I, I assume the same cases with 13 Reasons Why. There's not a Blu-ray. So like season one of 13 Reasons Why can now only be viewed in its full form illegally. Mm. Um which is mad, you know, these films have these director's cuts and these hard-to-find versions, but but 13 Reasons Why no longer exists. Yeah. And that's another thing that is so mad, you know. Being, you know, with, with a film, whether, you know, like um, House That Jack Built, you know, massively kind of uh, difficult to get hold of and kind of, you know, overly violent and that, if they wanted to at some point, they could do like a super cut version and release it but there is still the uncut version out there if you want it but with mm. 13 reasons reasons why it's gone yeah like and that's a massive problem for preservation with netflix yeah it's really mad i i do think that this is important regardless of you know like the, the show is not important in this conversation it's what this means yeah. um the, the whole censorship thing and i think we're seeing loads of people like sean he's saying like they're charging more money than they ever have before now mm. and the competition is only getting crazy i mean we've talked about it a lot off air and obviously with the comic-con stuff with like what marvel have been announcing their new phase four yeah and the disney plus stuff i mean i mean i was reading about it last night and disney it disney like and a about, dream service yeah they're now about to take a giant shit on netflix they've undercut them in price and overcut them in content instantly yeah. so like um you know netflix are gonna have to do something special and like shows like stranger things do that but doing decisions like this to 13 reasons is really to its detriment 100 um because you're not you because you're not i i don't know what the the overall opinion was post that kind of scene being cut but that's not mm. going to please the people that are angry i'm sure it isn't no um so it doesn't it doesn't placate them and it makes fans like you and even neutrals like me angry. Yeah. So all I think it did was create negativity. Um, Definitely. You'll never please you the know. mob because the mob just moves on to something else. Like yeah, there's plenty exactly. of other stuff on Netflix to complain about. Like, or if especially with that show. Mob. Like I say, you just got to cut the show. Like, mm. um, so yeah, it is mad. And especially, you know, we talk a lot off air about our kind of, you know, uh, box office and, you know, the, the kind of growing side of these platforms and stuff. And like with Disney throwing its hand in and, and the way it's doing it yeah mm. it's going to be an interesting fall oh, it's going to be the next few years for this whole streaming battle like i think netflix have had it so easy and they kind of like were such pioneers with this stuff and mm. then seeing the rise of like amazon hulu shudder all these different things but like disney have the greatest back catalog in the history of film and tv yeah. and once they get involved with the price that they're asking with all this this me like they don't even need to add this original content that they're pushing no i know exactly but then Maybe they're like it. oh here's like the first ever live action tv show of star wars and like all these marvel stuff like the biggest stuff in the world and but then they're like we've got all this previous stuff it's just it's gonna be really hard because like we talk about netflix money which mm. is one thing disney money disney is money. a different level <laughs> disney will just buy avatar just yeah. just so they're like well we own it now so whatever <laughs> yeah. guys like yeah 
Yeah, they're, they're talking about, like, the fact that, like, 30 seasons of Simpsons will go on there instantly. Like, they won all 30 <laughs> seasons. Like, just that alone, I'm like, I would pay just for that. Like, Yeah, probably not, but, you know, it's, I would it's love fun. to see that, like, in such a nice, easy way, just to throw yeah, it on. you're right, you're right. Because I love having just, just all I, of Friends I, on Netflix. I do hope that we do get more adult content from Disney, because obviously mm-hmm. Disney as a brand is so known for the family side of it, and Simpsons is still family entertainment, and I hope that they can branch out a little bit more and kind of you know, create this all-round platform because I, I love the family shit and so they give me the other stuff as well, then my God. I did read that they won't have any R-rated stuff on the platform whatsoever. Right, okay. So I think, yeah. I, do they, I think they own Hulu or another company and so they've already said right. that stuff like Deadpool, for example, will not be on there. Oh, okay, um, Because they'll put it onto the other platform. For that. So they still kind of keep that wholesome Disney yeah. logo being the family brand, which, which I understand. I, yeah, like I get it I and get. on one hand, I'm like, well, can't you just have like parental, parental stuff and all that? Yeah, but the problem yeah. is you just some idiot it will end up watching it and we'll create a storm on twitter yeah. and like so yeah just so it's the for, kids, the... for me with a kid like the the kid stuff on netflix is so good yeah like the parental controls and having that kid profile is really handy mm. um so yeah it works um but yeah i guess we'll move on from that yeah definitely that's that's thanks for that he also said he talked a bit definitely. about crawl uh because obviously it came mm. out in the u.s he said i highly recommend crawl no lucky spoil- lucky guy <laughs> he says i saw it this past weekend and had a blast of a time you guys will catch it at fright fest but i can't believe you oh, have to yes. wait a month to see this excellent film um, i know sean i <laughs> well, know man you should just just you wait um he then we, goes we say, feel the pain <laughs> yeah he says it's what a tight roller coaster nothing in advance nothing no, not really <laughs> um yeah, he says it's a roller coaster of a film with solid performances, solid special effects, great camera work. Uh, it's tense, suspenseful. Uh, it's not a perfect film, but there's nothing to take away from gr- the really great gator violence, which is obviously what we're pumped for. Um, so yeah, he says it's a great film. And uh, yeah, to that point, like, yeah, the, the release date thing's ridiculous. Like, yeah. we're now on the eve of one of the worst I've ever seen, which is like a new Quentin Tarantino movie is out next week. And no, we get it three weeks later, which... Mad. I think it's a new low. I really yeah. do. To wait in three weeks wait for someone like him. Fortnite, though. I'm going to be so like, pissed off, man, honestly. You're going to be, like, sweating and shaking. Like I'm like, how just, much is a flight to somewhere so in bloody America? You're going to be so scared of social media. It's great. I'm just going to, like, at you and things just Ugh. to scare you. But it's just, um, a, like, that's such a joke, man. Like, could you but, imagine this? Um, like, for a director what, of his standard, oh, I think I this know. is so unacceptable. I know. Um, but what Sean said there about Crawl, it, when, he, when I kind of read that email, it really reminded me that last year we spoke about it quite a bit, that we mm. really wanted some monster movies. Yeah. And we kind of saw things like Bore and a couple other things like um, Outside of Fright Fest, and we never really got that monster movie fix that we wanted. Mm. And, I, and I hadn't really thought of Crawl as that at all. I don't know why, um, yeah. but then like after reading that email, I was like, hell yes, this isn't a movie that I wanted. Like a, a, a director that I really like doing this crazy monster movie. Like I'm, I cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I like we're seeing so many awesome movies at Fright Fest. We'll talk about that sooner. Cause uh, there's going to be some fun stuff trying to get some tickets to the smaller screens, which my God, we're not looking forward to. Um, no, cause definitely the smaller screens is where we're excited. Yeah, like for we're sure. excited for crawl and stuff, but like mm. we would get that anyway. So it's definitely kind of seeing these weird indie kind of smaller screen movies that we want to get into this year. Hell of a lot more. It's just yeah. if we're able to. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. But either way, it looks like we're probably yeah. seeing ten movies this year, which is more than last year. So look forward to that there's gonna be plenty of specials talking about that um just before we quickly end the show i did what a final mention ever of endgame on the show (laughs) it did it guys uh yeah it did it which is which i want to congratulate both parties here because number one what what on a feat it's amazing that someone has has become what did they do by the way 
yeah. they they just like pissed over the line. I think it is like mm-hmm. barely a million over it. Which my right. next point was going to be, I don't think this battle is over. No, we'll I was that. I was going to say the exact same thing because um, what, what does Jimmy C love? He loves re-releases. Well, yeah, and I mean there is going to be time to re-release Avatar as yeah. well because Avatar Two is not till December twenty twenty one. Avatar Two one Avatar One one hundred percent to get a re-release. It just depends whether Endgame does it again. See, I don't think, yeah, like, I don't think it will, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that, but congratulations mm-hmm. for Endgame, I'm so Definitely. glad this was the film that did it, um, and then 100%. also, like, I'm glad that at least the people at Marvel are respectful to Avatar, because it doesn't matter what you think about that as a movie, put some no. goddamn respect on James Cameron's name, like, he is, yeah. if you're making a Mount Rushmore of film directors of all time, he is on there, without any yeah. question, and I will not have anyone dispute it otherwise, he is yeah. one of the greatest of all time, and, like, it doesn't matter what you think of Avatar, but what it did at the time, the fact that it had, and even with titanic as well because they had some trajectories not the quality of the film because i do personally like both films but i'm just talking about the box office what it done like when you you don't see that anymore to stay at number one for weeks months on end i never thought it i I got i i fell into the category because i can see where people were getting annoyed like i was getting pissed off that the fact that avatar pissed over everything so much that i Mm. thought it was impossible to reach and so (laughs) i was frustrated by that but i still expected the hell out of it (laughs) Yeah. It took the biggest movie event of all time after 10 yeah. years, 20 films or whatever. Um I, I feel like that was their end game, you know, when they made Iron Man in 2008 yeah. just before Avatar. It's like they knew they, they were planting the yeah. seed then. <laughs> like we got this. Yeah. We're it's only going to take us you. 10 years in all these films just to just to barely piss over the line and then yeah, like you say, Avatar could easily come out and make 20 million, so like Yeah. I don't think this is over. Um oh, but it congrats- can add a few hundred like Yeah. <laughs> but congratulations to both parties because i think it's a it's a worthy worthy battle between the two of them um it's one that we've enjoyed off air yeah it's been it's been weird we've been checking it all locks we're losers um but i i I think that stuff's really interesting especially with in a world where films don't seem to make as much money as they did a few years ago we're not talking about avatar times but i feel like we discussed off air like i think endgame would have made way more money had it came out around like age of ultron um Because yeah, the cinema just seems to be a bit on its ass recently. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. There was there was one movie I just wanted to briefly talk about. It was um, I watched Polar. Do you remember that movie on Netflix? Oh yeah. Obviously, I watched it because it's uh, Jonas Auckland's other movie. Obviously, his first movie being Lords of Chaos, um, mm. which just came out on Blu-ray. And um, I watched it over the week, and it's it's okay. Like it's not wonderful. Like obviously, I love. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Lords of Chaos again in the future, but. Um, it's nowhere near that level and it's a shame it's way too long like it's one of these ones where if we reviewed it for the show that would be the main topic of discussion it's two hours long and it starts with an energy like crank where i was like oh damn this is gonna be like (laughs) crank it's gonna have this fun upbeat wacky thing because the opening scene is basically like johnny knoxville is a retired assassin and they're killing him and i'm like brilliant i'm in and it was just so wacky and silly and crazy violent and um had that like you know weird sort of comic book art style and i was like oh this is really cool and then it just went on and on and on mm. and, and i liked mads in it it was fun to see him in this role and there was some really good action in it um but yeah it's two hours long and it should have been 80 minutes long womp, womp. so yeah it's a shame um but yeah I, i'm glad i checked him out because he is a guy that obviously a huge fan of his first film so oh, glad yeah. i finally saw that but yeah have you seen anything recently yes yeah, so i can give you guys a little preview of things to come mm. uh listeners avid listeners of the show would know that uh recent weeks i've jumped down the phantasm rabbit hole and kind of (laughs) that was an experience well i thought why not go down two crazy holes at at the same time so to speak (laughs) so i've started watching uh 
the Puppet Master series and the House series. <laughs> One of those is a great decision. <laughs> yeah, so Puppet Master. <laughs> and it ain't Puppet Master. <laughs> So yeah, I recently rewatched House One. I think I may have spoke about it. It was a what? It was a few weeks ago, and mm. kind of like obviously we talked a lot about that movie. And uh, House Two is next on my list. Mm. Um, I need to yeah, desperately rewatch, rewatch that film. Rewatch the original Puppet Master after seeing that mo- movie maybe fifteen years ago. <laughs> um, it is a weird ass movie, man. Like it is so much not about the puppets and like, it's such a happy coincidence that they created these amazing characters that people loved because mm. the movie is about like a guy that has kind of faked his death, but maybe not who knows that's dead in this hotel. And he invites all these friends there. Well, he doesn't, his widow does. And they all have like special abilities and stuff. They're all like clairvoyance and stuff. And mm. it's, is super weird and then like suddenly you get introduced to like blade and the puppets um so like it was fun uh at points it was weird at points um it's i can definitely see like where it sparked the obsession with the puppets and uh luckily for me i can see that i can uh carry on with this and i've already got um puppet master 2 sat there ready to go <laughs> oh dear so good luck watching the next what 14 of these movies or have yeah movies? unfortunately i already know that this is going to prove impossible because i think it's only puppet master one to four or one to five that are available in uk blu-ray so oh. um but yeah and then obviously uh littlest uh, reich uh, will be coming in at the end i have nice. got that sat there as well <laughs> so look forward to that guys and more house yeah, I would like to watch the house. second half of Littlest Reich again. I think that'd be a fun yeah. thing just to throw on. Um, oh, I cannot wait to watch that. Like, I'm yeah. almost seeing that as my reward for watching <laughs> the other Puppet Master movies. You should definitely have a better reward than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, paying you like a these... pound a pop for the Puppet Master Blu-rays is not the reward. Definitely. You get to watch all these terrible Puppet Master movies, and then you get to watch a half-decent one at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and some house movies along the way yeah. house two man look forward to that next week guys because yeah. uh wow nice i don't want to um, get into it now i feel like we might save this for another time but you i think you finished an audio book recently and i don't think we even discussed it on the show yet um mm, you might, maybe not do you want to do you want to save that for another week because that's probably yeah, let's save it we've gone long and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can preview an upcoming film with my audio book venture yeah um but uh yeah the, like next few weeks kind of i don't think there's anything cinema for a while now like i really i don't I, even know if there's anything before fright fest now um, no we've got a couple of cool on demand things so that we've picked up so yeah we have we have two films and we have one tv show as well that we've discussed a lot in passing which does finish in the u.s this week um mm-hmm. so that'd be good timing to get that uh conversation on the way um, maybe but uh yeah this was episode 152 where we talked about uh season three of stranger things uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone